The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And here we are with another Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And right now, I want to go ahead and welcome to the program the founder and CEO of a female-founded black indigenous people of color owned online shop housing a curated assortment of premium paraphernalia for the aesthetically high-minded consumer based out of new york city and joining me right now is said founder ceo miriam saeed miriam thanks for being hi us. of course thank you for having me wonderful so you've partnered with a, n- a number of established designers from around the world and creating an unparalleled assortment of modern pipes bongs papers trays scents, and a lot more but mm-hmm. really what I want to find out is uh, the creation for we've we've talked to other people here on uh, Grassroots Work and the other show I host, Blunt Business, about luxury cannabis items, mm-hmm. accessories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now that was based in California when I talked to a previous guest, but on New York, it's a different style, it's a different feel to it. So mm-hmm. talk to me about the fusion of kind of bringing what you think would be Fifth Avenue or Madison Avenue into what mm-hmm. you're doing with the products here right so i initially didn't intend for it to be this way but you know i did work in the luxury fashion sphere for over a decade so i think me creating like a cohesive luxury collection um sort of was second nature to me and i was just out on the marketing market picking the best of the best without you know necessarily the luxury price tag i wanted to find a great glass pipe for less than $50. I wanted a great ceramic bong for, you know, $150, $200. And, you know, living in New York City, you sort of have the expectation that you have everything at your disposal at any time. So, you know, it was early on in the pandemic days, and I just wanted a store that I can go in and uh, look for, you know, different brands, different types to smoke weed out of, you know, whatever and learn about it, talk to someone. And I, there was no such thing in New York city. And that was insane to me. Like, how is there, we have everything here. How do we not have a store, you know, other than the bodegas where, you know, the smoking paraphernalia is sort of an afterthought. Like, how do we not have the store? So I, you know, coming from department stores and working at Saks for such a long time, it sort of, came to be that like I'm going to create the next quote unquote department store for paraphernalia. And it wasn't long for me that to find like such great brands that wanted to partner with me um, and wanted to, you know, be represented in a light that, you know, the cannabis industry wasn't, you know, portrayed initially. So that's sort of how it came about. And, you know, the whole working in fashion, like on Fifth Avenue, was sort of, like I said, wasn't intentional. It sort of came to be 
that I found myself doing, you know, picking myself the best of the best. And it sort of just grew to, you know, let me create the Saks Fifth Avenue of, of paraphernalia, now, you know, wanna, luxury. Right. <laughs> what I want to ask you is, do you think there's anything where when you decided to put this project together and roll mm -hmm. out, um, mm -hmm. did you take any idea into where things were going to be going in terms of legalization in New York state? And the fact that now we're here, so maybe there might have been people that might have had the thought, but you initiated it first before mm -hmm. legalization came out. Mm -hmm. That might have been the one, the, the one conduit that might have held people back from trying to go forward, but you did it first. Right. I honestly, I didn't take the, at the time when I started, cannabis wasn't legal, um, was only legal medicinal in New York. And um I didn't take that into consideration as something that would stop me. I sort of thought like it's going to be legalized eventually. Yeah. Let me set, you know, let me set the foundation now. So if and when the time comes, when it's fully legalized, people are ready to shop and even OGs are ready to update their pipes. You know, Para will already have somewhat of an established name, trust and reputation amongst customers that when it comes time to legalize, it will expand and you know, the majority of our business is online. And I did that, you know, intentionally knowing that mm -hmm. cannabis in New York is still not as advanced as other, you know, states, um, you know, as an industry, it's, you know, it's not as advanced as California per se. And I didn't want to miss out on that customer or, you know, you know, customers from Oklahoma or, you know, anywhere within the United States that didn't necessarily have access to these things. So even though, you know, our headquarters and showroom in New York, we are mostly a digital brand and we want to cater to everyone, um, you know, all, at least online shoppers that want to learn and, you know, upgrade sort of their smoking accessories. Now with this, one of the things I would imagine would be helpful is that now that you roll, it, well, you roll this out and this is rolled out in 2020. So, the opportunities that would have been pre-pandemic to have shows out there. I mean, you know, say it's events that are going on red carpet events where mm -hmm. you could provide some of the accessories as gift tokens to say celebrities or those high profile socialites in the space to have that opportunity to go ahead and showcase in that same vein. And without having that, is that something that down the line, when everything finally starts to open up fully, and people mm -hmm. are comfortable to go to events, say on Broadway or to, whatever events mm -hmm. it might be red carpet premieres, things like that. Is that something down the line that you're looking into doing as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, so Para was launched in 2021, so it was. Oh, okay. You know, we were yeah, it was still you know we were still in the pandemic, but there was you know the vaccine had been out. There were some signs of you know optimism going on, um, but I. Like I said, I wanted to start it online for that reason, because we the future was so uncertain. But, you know, if and when things started opening up, like, absolutely. Um, I imagine Para being more than just a smoke shop. And that's the direction that I feel the cannabis industry is going towards anyways. It is becoming more of a lifestyle um, and something that are people more open talking about. And it's becoming less destigmatized. And with that it will become incorporated, you know, within other lifestyle mediums, fashion being one of them. Like already we're seeing fashion brands like Edie Parker, historically known for most fabulous red carpet clutches, already making pipes and, you know, have a standalone store in New York City selling Edie Parker flower, which I think is awesome. And I think they're so ahead of the curve with that. So I, 
you know, I, you are so right in that there will be many opportunities for the so-and-so red carpet to be rolled out for, you know, for such, for, you know, other stores in the industry. And, you know, I would love Para to be part of that. I want, right now, you know, there are scheduled events and then they get canceled and then, you know, people are hesitant to still go out, which I completely understand. And, you know, I myself, I sometimes get a little bit weary from going out in New York, but, you know, hopefully, right, like you never know, you know, someone's roommates gets COVID and then the whole building has COVID all of a sudden. So, you know, I definitely am cautious in that respect, but at the same time, I can't wait to, you know, have para out there like i i want to have so many pop-up shops i want to sponsor events i want to i love talking to people like i miss just having you know networking events or parties or after parties and sort of just like speak to it because at the end of the day there is nothing like human feedback and you know i could sit in front of a computer look at report after report but nothing will replace you know that human face-to-face feedback and you know, the few times that I did have a fa- like a pop-up shop or attended a cannabis event, it was phenomenal for myself personally, just learning about the industry, getting feedback from people that has been, thankfully, so far, like, so um, positive uh, when it comes to para. Sure. But also, um, yeah, I want to just continue, you know, doing more of that. And uh, I hope it comes sooner rather than later. I want to ask you about the component about, you know, the importance of distinguishing that Para is a female-founded BIPOC on own online shop, and you know, and when you see in the fashion, health, and beauty industries now, I mean, mm-hmm. I just go to the mall and I can walk around the mall mm-hmm. all day, and I can look at a Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret, I can look at you know Forever Twenty One, all these different stores, mm-hmm. and you know, the models that are being showcased on the storefronts, on the windows, mm-hmm. you definitely mm-hmm. see the difference now. It's mm-hmm. you definitely see. It, a strong representation of right. black indigenous people of color now, but it still has to be a matter of, it, it looks like you still want to have beautiful people on those windows. You mm-hmm. still want to have that beauty aesthetic. And this is regardless of, you know, either size, shape, anything like that. There still has to be a beauty component to it. And mm-hmm. what I want to find out is just, what is it about luxury, high fashion and just high end and how it works so well in with a company like yours that is female and BIPOC? Mm-hmm. So I think the thing, you know, generally about fashion is that it's aspirational. Like people want to have, you know, the cute clothes, they want to be on trend. And to your point, like they want to look like the people, you know, that a lot of times we see in like um, window displays or department stores or whatever. Um, For sure, there is definitely a shift in representation and the definition of beautiful, I think, is getting broadened, which is is very, very, you know, it it makes me very optimistic and very happy. And it just feels like humanity is going in the right direction that way. Um, But, you know, I worked in fashion and industry during a time when that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, Like I started in fashion in 2009. You know, it was a very different time. And... A lot and, you know, a lot of times where being a woman, you know, was not, to be honest, like fashion is dominated by women. So that wasn't really a thing that I felt I was a minority in, Um, but definitely my nationality and background, I felt like an outsider. And there was definitely, let's be honest, it was just a dominated white female industry in terms of looks and, um, you know, 
stature or, or whatever it is. And a lot of times I was the token brown girl in meetings. Um, ha- having said that, you know, I spent the early part of like my 20s, you know, I was still pretty young and trying to figure out who I am. I kind of just neglected my ethnicity and just pretended to be white. Um, right. And okay. I found that to be the easiest way, honestly, for me to just network, make friends, climb up the ladder. And at the time, I didn't feel like I was compromising anything. Um, And it wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s that I was, I was compromising my identity. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a white girl, like, no, no shame in being, you know, a white girl in fashion, but that just wasn't who I am. And I wanted my, you know, my next step in the industry to be or next step in my career, whether it's in the fashion industry or not, to be one that is authentic. And that is why I stress, I stress who I am um, and who the, fa- like who the founder is. And when I talk about Para, because I want it to be known that, you know, I am a woman, I'm a minority, um, I am doing this company on my own. And that wasn't always necessarily the story behind founders. Um, so I want to you know, make sure that that part of the story is, you know, is portrayed and is told, right. you know, so other women, other girls, other minorities, you know, regardless of where they are, like some, you know, there are so many minorities beyond just like racial or, you know, gender or all that, like minorities, no matter where you are, like being the underdog isn't, it's not always the bad thing anymore. And there's a lot of power to it. Um, if you really think about it, that people might underestimate. So yeah, that I hope that answers your question. No, no, very, very well done. Thank you for that. But you know what? I want to go and direct people to the website. Shop-para.com. Shop-para.com. I love some of the products design and just the how aesthetically pleasing they look. And how contour shaped you have some of the products. I see the bow, mm-hmm. or the, the world's greatest bong, or the world's best bong is this listed. And the ripple, mm-hmm. which is more than just an ashtray. Talk to me about the... You know, the design, it's really, you know, almost like this aerodynamically just smooth contour mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. A real, it just looks luxury. It feels that. Talk to me about right. the design of some of the products. Sure. So, you know, there are several factors that I thought about when picking all my my designers. You know, aesthetic was, aesthetic and functionality sort of went hand in hand. I wanted every pipe to do what it does smoke very well, very smooth, but also I wanted it to be integrated into people's lifestyle, integrated into their home decor. Um, no longer, no, gone are the days that you have to like hide your pipe under your bed when people come over. You know, I want them, I want people who smoke to, you know, not feel shame in the ritual and feel that they're honoring it and putting their paraphernalia on display. And it makes me so happy to, to hear your feedback that they are you know, just very sleek and, and well-designed that they seamlessly fit into, you know, different um, styles of home decor. But aesthetic was definitely the number one thing that I knew would differentiate me from um, current smoke shops and head shops in the market, or at least the majority of them, because they just look new. Like they haven't, they're not your typical bongs that you see at the bodegas or smoke shop. They are so well-made, um, you know, the Bobong and the Ripple Ashtray that you just mentioned, they're made by this brand called Jaunt, and it's all handmade in Philadelphia. I personally spoke to, to the ceramicist and the CEO and, you know, all three guys that run the company, 
And they, you know, you can just see the passion and the integrity that goes into their work. And their design was, is just phenomenal. Like, um, you know, you don't have to be, it looks beautiful. Like you don't have to be a design expert to, to see that this is a sweet ashtray that you just want to have this. Um, and then I also go on to list like all the different functionalities that go into it. Like there's a reason it's called the ripple. There's a reason there's different size waves for different size jobs. There is a reason there's like, um, you know, a coated porcelain hole on the side. It's as a snuffer. Like there is a reason that it's covered halfway through. So you can like hide your ash. So you don't have to look at it. So not only is it beautiful, but it, uh, it also is very multifunctional and at a, you know, at a reasonable price point. Like that's another thing about luxury that I think is a misconception just because it's expensive doesn't make it luxurious. Um, And that's really what I'm, what I'm cognizant about in Para. Mm -hmm. I'm not just throwing all, you know, all expensive price points on there. Like I'm very cognizant of the price point and I want to make it, um, you know, affordable. Like you don't need to break the bank to smoke well. <laughs> so no, no, I wanted exactly. to, exactly. And, you know, it just goes against, I, I don't want to overpay for anything and I don't want anyone to overpay for anything. Right. So I make sure that yes, they're beautiful, luxurious, but also at a, you know, at a good price point that honors both the customer and the designer. A reasonable price, basically. I yes, ask yes. You now, in some other luxury items I've seen, <clears throat> I wanted to know, I didn't know if you had vapes on the website or vape. Pens. Not yet. Is that Not something yet. that's down the line? Absolutely. Um, you know, there was a lot of legalities surrounding vape pens by the time I launched Para. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, it was, I was, you know, planning it from August, um, sorry, from April to August, 2021. So there was a lot of legality around the vape pens at that time. Um, A few of the vape shops where I buy my vapes actually closed because they could no longer ship. So I didn't want to invest any capital into something that could potentially flop. So I focus on the categories I have right now, which, you know, I carry 20 brands and enough categories, you know, to make it um, a good store, you know, like with, a cohesive store with, you know, everything that you could possibly need, but we're not done. You know, I will be adding more and more categories. Like we just added um, clothing last week with just one hat that we did to support the last prisoner project. But we're also adding another hat from another vendor. We're adding a few sweatshirts from another vendor. We will be adding vape pens for sure. And, you know, we're just starting. And as the industry evolves, as the customer demand changes, we are going to change with them. And, yeah, vape pens will is definitely something along the line. I mean, I thought about it. A pair of pen would be so cute, just to say. And oh, so. no, you could just have fun with that. I can only imagine. On so much account. fun. I will send you the first vape we make. So <laughs> I... <laughs> I can ask you, too. Um, it, is there any chance, I mean, obviously the online store, but it's something to be said when you're buying luxury items and you're in that decorative store, the lights are mm-hmm. sitting just right and you just have the countertops, everything's glass, you just have to look. Mm-hmm. Not so much a storefront, but pop-ups, anything like that. Is there any chance that people can get a chance to go and look at this firsthand? Absolutely. So we have a showroom in Brooklyn. Um, we do offer in-store pickup. Um, so that is actually something we launched last month and has been going pretty well. Sometimes customers just come in, pick up their Perito and leave. And sometimes I have customers that are, do you mind if I take a look around? And, you know, we just moved into a larger showroom right now. So, um, pe- but people are not hesitant to ask and come in. So if there's ever, 
you know, and you want, you're thinking about buying that bong or you're thinking about that pipe, but you live in Brooklyn or live in New York city and you just want to see it before. Absolutely. Make an appointment into our, um, to our showroom. Somebody is always here from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we are very happy to cater to whoever wants to come see the product before making a purchase for sure. Fantastic. Now, uh, mm-hmm. real quick, can we go ahead and make mention of where uh, you are located, in, more or less directly, where you're located in Brooklyn, New York, that showroom for those that might be visiting the tri-state area? We're on Williamsburg, so um, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, L train. Every like you know, it's um, it's the third stop on the L train, and it, there's a lot of traffic in this area. There's a lot of <laughs> new shops, new artists. You know, it's definitely the artsy part of Williamsburg. If people who really know, it's East Williamsburg, almost Bushwick. So it's definitely a lot of art. It's very artsy. Um, a lot of galleries around here. If if you're in Brooklyn, you you know what what East Williamsburg is like. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm here with. Uh, Miriam Saeed, founder and CEO of Para, and Miriam, <clears throat> I really love what, what you've brought to the table here with with the product. I love the fact we're seeing luxury items in here because it's, you know, the further away from the stigma that we get always about cannabis and the fact that, you know, what you're doing is you're just drawing more people into the idea mm-hmm. of the lifestyle and creating mm-hmm. that luxury part of the lifestyle that we should have. I love mm-hmm. this part, and I just think it's something that's just, you know, it it will it, obviously it's going to just bring more people together about it, and it's, you know, it's something else that's luxury that is not out there as much. I love mm-hmm. all that, and and all the work you've done, like you said, with Saks, with Bloomingdale's, with Ralph Lauren, and incorporating that into this here is fantastic. Thank you so much Thanks. for being on with us again. Website is website one more time is shop hyphen com, and if you're in the new york city area you can also look for where to go ahead and find location for the little showrooms you can go to the website right there Miriam, thanks again for your time thank you so so much this has been lovely <laughs> this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.